So we've been having an amazing uh, couple of weeks. Uh, we've been following, in, following on from, from the cross from Easter weekend, and we said that we would take you guys all the way through the death, burial, the resurrection. Um, where we have landed at the moment is we've been speaking about the humility of Christ. And uh, we know it's quite a deep one, you know, and we wanted to spend a little bit of time there because it is such an important part of uh, the gospel and so important for us to take stock of the way we are right now. Even though that we have been regenerated and redeemed, we still have a flesh that has a, a dark uh, serpent that lurks in it 24-7 and it's called pride, you know, and we want to talk a little bit about that this morning because it's a good, uh, it's a good thing that we bring it up and we are conscious of it because it is the very thing that we don't see, amen? We don't see it. It surprises us as men, as women. It surprises us at our, at our moment where we think we are doing just fine or where we think we are so strong. And unfortunately, when we think we are doing strong, that's actually our weakest moment. And that's when pride rears its ugly head and it starts to do some serious damage in our lives. Amen? So we just want to talk about that this morning because Jesus said, you know, uh, take my yoke, follow me because I'm lowly of mind. Amen? And that's the way we should be. And that's how we actually get through this life with this irritation of pride that nags us 24-7 as human beings. So turn to the person next to you and say, self-complacency. Self-complacency. <laughs> self See, the problem with this is, is that the very moment that we begin to look at ourselves in a way where we think that we don't need to pray, or we don't need to read the Word, or we don't need to go to church, or we don't need fellowship. That very moment when we look at ourselves and we get what Jen was saying this morning, which is so true, a sense of confidence from self. This is what we call self-complacency. Self-complacency is when we forget that we have broken flesh. Amen? And we, have to, we can't. We can't afford to forget it. We need to be on our toes when it comes to the broken flesh. Because like we said, at any moment, your pride can surprise you. And this is the very thing that Christ came to redeem us from. Amen? The one-for-one one exchange is that the thing that destroyed Adam and Eve, our original parents, was the fact that they took into their souls the pride of Satan. What was the pride of Satan? Self-complacency. Ezekiel, where he sits and he says to himself, you know, basically, uh, um, I'm good enough, I'm okay. And the scriptures tell us that he starts to, uh, what's the right word, uh, market himself. He starts to promote himself. And self-complacency came into his heart. Self-complacency is the thing where we forget how great our God is and how small we actually are. Amen. We have to remember this. We have to remember this. I saw this one thing one day really hit me was this guy was wagging his fist at God, you know, and he was angry with God standing next to his car because his car had broken down. And he was like, how can you let this happen to me? You know, blah, 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 blah. And he's wagging his fist at God. And it was, a, it was one of these uh, reverse Google, um, Google Earth things. 
and he's just standing there and he's going blankety blank blank and he's shouting at God and waving his fist at God and the guy just reverses it and it goes out to his house and then it's his suburb and it goes from his suburb to his country from his country it goes to the continent the continent it goes to the world then it goes out into space and it pulls out past the planets and you're like who do you think you are Are you with me, guys? I mean, we're so small. In the grand scheme of things, we're so tiny. But we have so much to say. Amen? And, we, and we're so entitled. And it is a very, very scary trait. I don't know if you want to jump in there. Yeah, it's that uh, that hidden thing, and and like you say, you know, when I, I like the zoom out principle, cause cause like Wednesdays, you guys who are here on Wednesdays, uh, for discipleship school, it's kind of meshing with Sundays. You know, it's like coming together, cause there's so much to go through. But uh, we were talking about that on Wednesday when we started, cause you know the humility is always a, a difficult one to to talk about. You know, when you, when you start talking about humility, everyone in church gets a bit. You know, they get itchy. But, uh, but the example we gave was exactly that, is, is when you think about how I must be humble, it's not in your education or your money or, you know, your titles, your possessions or, you know, stuff like that. It's about understanding that you only are because he is. That's the thing. You know what I'm saying is, is that even the things you are good at, if God had not put the universe in place, you wouldn't even be able to do those things. You with me? So... Don't take it as a personal attack, you know, at however you're thinking about it or whatever. But let's just be sober-minded and understand that, listen, the fact that my heart beats without me telling it to beat, the fact that my lungs are working, you know, the, the, the fact that the, the, we have sunrise and sunsets that, and all these things, these basic things that we live in, let's just keep in mind that there was a God who put all of this into motion when he spoke in the beginning. Amen? And as we're going through life and you know what we're talking about now and everything it's important that we keep that perspective ladies and gentlemen that even though you could be the guy where the car's broken down and you're like oh god why did you do this and god's like you know did they even ask me how to build a tire what if i gave them a design of a tire that wouldn't deflate that'd be great right but the principle is is that big god little us right amen but here's the beauty in it the paradox of it all is that you have value independent of what you do. And as a believer, you're called to take confidence in that value. And that value is the value he's given to you. It's what we call intrinsic value. You know, Intrinsic value is something has intrinsic value before it does anything or performs. Right? Now, the killer part that we're talking about, that, that dangerous part, is when we get confidence in all these things apart from him are you guys with me because what's going to happen is that as we live from that confidence we're going to start dictating based on self right how we're going to do things where we're going to go how we're going to treat people what we're going to do are you guys with me so when we're talking about the selfishness and we're talking about humility right it's like, uh, you know, sometimes when they, when they do the satirical thing, and uh, I don't know if you guys watch Guardians of the Galaxy. Any Marvel people here? It might be a bit freaky for some people. Hey, there's a few. Not, hey, I like it, right? <laughs> James is like, yes. <laughs> um, but the, the, the one scene in number two, I think it was, and, and if you guys know Drax, the character, he's hilarious. Like, I love him. He's brilliant. But anyway, so 
they're, they're, they're busy talking. He's like, geez, how about some humility? They tell Drax. He's like, so Drax is like, I'm extraordinarily humble. He's like, geez, you're even proud in your humility. You're, you're proud in how humble you are. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I'm extraordinarily humble. You know, I am the most humble you're going to find. He's like, wait, are you being... Are you being proud in, in being humble? You know, it's a weird thing. Humble in your pride. Yeah, you're humble in your pride, yeah. And, and the thing is, is that even our definition of humility, guys, you know, can be prideful. It, it's a hectic one. You, you know what I'm saying? It's like, you know, like, like typical, you know, you'll have manners and, you know, you'll open the door and you'll care for other people. But as they're walking past you in the door, you're judging them in your heart. Right? So now, our humility is what we, we, we define it as what we do, right? You know, someone who greets you every day is so like, wow, you know, he's so humble. You know, you meet a rich person, but then they can still sit at like a normal cafeteria like ours, you know. They're still eating the samosas, even though mom, your food's for royalty, you know, but it's fine. Um, you know, all this, it's like, wow, you know, they, they're so rich, and they, but man, they're so humble. You know, they're so humble. Humility is not in what you do, guys. That's our definition of humility, right? Our definition of humility is all in action, okay? But when Jesus explains humility, and he did in, in, in the, I don't know how to pronounce this word, the Beatitudes, the Beatitudes, the Beatitudes, whatever we call it, right? He did that then. He showed that humility is all in the heart. Are you with me? That, that what matters is what are you carrying in your heart, right? Blessed are the poor in spirit. Does that mean that I, I, I don't have anything? Like, like, I'm only blessed when I don't have anything in my spirit? No, he's talking about an attitude. He's talking about a, a, heart, uh, a, a heart attitude, a heart state that is constantly understanding that without him, I got nothing. Are you guys with me? That I am, in, I am poor in spirit. The only richness in my spirit is the Holy Spirit. Are you guys with me? That my thoughts are so lowly compared to his thoughts. Now, typically, the way we've experienced pride and humility in society, it always comes with a direct impact on your value, right? So if an arrogant person, let's say a rich person, walks in and then, you know, they walk past and they look at your shoes and be like, oh, my gosh, that person wears Adidas, ugh, please, you know? I don't know if that's bad or I'm just using an example, you know? Immediately, you have an impact on how you feel, right? You have an impact of like, ugh, what the heck, right? But God is telling us that whatever you attach value to is not good enough for the value he's given you. And any confidence that you place in value apart from him is going to result in you experiencing a limited life. Do you understand what I'm saying? So based on society, if we look at pride and humility, right, maybe both sides of the same coin, based on society, all the measures that we've been given about success and value and beauty and confidence and all these things, if we're going to live by these things, we're going to be limited by those things. Are you guys with me? The treatment of ourselves, our treatment of God, our treatment of people, we're going to be limited by those same societal uh, uh, viewpoints. But if we truly want to humble ourselves, if we truly want to walk in what he has for us, he's not telling us to make ourselves bad or lowly or all these things. He's asking us to acknowledge him. Do you understand what I'm saying? He's asking us to acknowledge him. 
He's saying, listen, I know you've got knowledge, but I know you've studied. You've been studying for 50 years. I know it. Didi, I know you've got it all, but you can play the sports. You can do the gym. You understand all this stuff, everything. He's not saying disregard any of that. He's just saying understand that in context of him. Are you guys with me? Because you see, if we have all those confidences independent of him, what do we have? We have pressure. We have what we call a prison. Because you're only going to feel value and confident as long as you maintain that thing. Hello? But let's say, let's say you could do 100 meters in 9 seconds. Yeah, Usain Bolt. Okay, let's go 13 seconds. Yeah, 9 seconds is like quick. Hold on. Right? But let's say, and, and I mean... Let's say throughout your schooling career, I mean, you were on all the teams, you played all the sports, you got all the colors, you know, all that stuff, right? But there comes a time where the new guys rock up on the block, and they've been watching you, and they've taken all your tips, they've added it to their own, and now they are seemingly better. Now, if you've made your entire life around sport, what's going to happen? It's the same way. If you've made your entire life around the skill you have, around the money you have, about what you can do, the minute someone else shows up, what happens? Ooh. You know, the most common one we've, we've had in this place is, now I just feel God's calling me to start my own ministry. Oh, okay, go for it, you know? Because when they come here, we're like, okay, it's not about us, it's not about you, it's about Jesus and what he said in this thing. Are you guys with me? And then people are like, oh no, but, but you know, Pastor, I've got such a musical gift, you know? And, uh, you, know, you know, God showed me a vision, Pastor. I have to preach. You know, all this stuff. Well, listen, if we have to do those things, that's great. But I'm telling you, the posture we're supposed to have is God must take us there. We walk with him. We don't wake up every day to preach. We don't wake up every day to minister in music or anything. We wake up every day to walk with him. Are you guys with me? To walk with him and to serve one another in love. Amen? So when we're talking about humility, guys, we must celebrate the gifts God has put into us, right? Across the room, who's brave enough? Who wants to share a gift that they have? Anyone? Anyone? Talent, gift. Really good with? Children, Children that's amazing. Praise God. Anyone else? Dancer, I love that. Praise the Lord. That's amazing. Anyone else? This side of the church? Two more. One from each section. I'm really good with food. <laughs> I can eat it so well. But I'm sure eating is a talent. I'm sure eating is a talent. But there's creative gifts. There's uh, cooking gifts. There's gifts of leadership. There's, there's musical gifts. There's, there's analytical gifts. Man, there's caring. You know, there's so many things that we should be finding joy in and celebrating, right? Because God intended it for that. He intended us to find joy and celebrate those things in serving one another. But those things so easily become chains and a trap if we are looking to those things for value. Are you with me? Sure. I want, you just reminded me of something that I, that I experienced years ago. When I first got reborn, I was obviously put under works. And you guys know now when you get put under works and you're trying to earn everything, you, you, you get put into this mindset that you have to humble yourself in that sense, you know. So what you do, I used to be like, 
um, like big into gym. I used to have a whole group of guys that were around me and I used to train them and it was like, you know, the oak that they would always come and stand with and I'd show them how to do it and all this kind of stuff. All of a sudden, I stopped going to gym. Stopped eating my six meals a day, stopped training, stopped, e and eventually I was putting on weight and whatever. Well, this was years ago. This, this new weight, this is new weight. <laughs> this was years ago in my 20s. And I just, I stopped, I stopped training for like five years because I was so religious. And I was like, no, this thing, all of this stuff is, it's evil. All of this stuff is flesh. I want, to I want nothing. I, I just wanted to go and pray and, you know, whatever. Fast and pray and whatever. The fasting didn't help me lose weight, though. I know, it was weird. But anyway, and uh, so eventually I go through the whole thing. I get grace years later. It's like eight years now. I haven't even gone to gym. And I used to love it, you know. And uh, now all of a sudden I, I get back into the gym and I see, the, I see this other young guy there and he's doing exactly what I used to do. But now I'm much older, so it doesn't bother me. But I'm like, Lord, I used to have like 20 guys that I could have ministered to and been with and, and helped younger guys, you know. Um, but what did I do? Why did I make this all about me? I was trying so hard to be humble yeah. that I actually messed up all the things that I enjoyed, you know. And uh, God showed me. He said, you see those young guys that are around him and he's helping and he's, you know, he's writing out the programs and he's doing all the stuff for them. And I was like, yeah, you know, is he, is he showing off or whatever? And the Lord was like, no. If those young, those 10 young guys walk away from spending time with him and they're thinking about him, then he's failed. But if they walk away from him thinking about me, then he's humble. And so we can still do the things we want to do. We can still enjoy the stuff we want to enjoy. We can still have life. But the key is when people come around us, are they, are they seeing us? Are they sensing us? Or are they sensing Christ in us? That's the thing, you know? So we can still have all those things, but we now have it with the right posture and the right heart. And true humility, guys, is not something that you can actually do, like you said. True humility is, is basically forgetting about yourself. It's a, it's, a, it's, an, it's a subconscious thing that takes place that you're so used to being in the presence of the one that is greater than you that you forget about yourself. Are you with me? You naturally forget about yourself. And I think that's the, that's the uh, I know I always go back to definitions. And yes, please absolutely. forgive me. <laughs> but uh, humility, the Bible says, is the ability to receive what you don't deserve from the Lord. That's what it's all about. You know, so, <coughs> excuse me, like Diddy was saying, in his presence, that's all I can get. It's what I don't deserve, yeah. you know. And remember, it's always his standard. Because, uh, like Bash was saying, you might, you know, be proud in what you have accomplished in your own ability, using your own gifts, and whatever the case may be, but you're still poor in the Lord. You should be submitting and growing into Him, into His abundance. Because your abundance is always compared with someone else. And you'll find yourself, yes, more wealthy or more healthy or more whatever with the gift that you've used. But start comparing yourself with the Lord Hey, we always come short. So, 
Even in your abundance, you need to submit and be humble and receive his limitlessness. If you think about it, you know, um, a lot of the times, I mean, God, God has said to me, me personally, not anybody here, you need whatever, whatever success you have, you need to let it die. Because you will never be able to grow beyond that. So, in ministry, in finances, in relationships, you have created without knowing boundaries. So, are you willing now to submit to me to go beyond where you are at? Then you'll have to die to that. You have to die to the standard that you brought yourself even with me. So I must, yeah, I must be willing to die. You know, every day I die daily. I've got to die. So remember, and that's humility. That's true humility. Humility is every day, Lord. I think I've arrived with your help to this point here, but today I'm willing to die. willing to die to the success that I've achieved. I'm not going to forget it because that will be my help to move forward to the next goal, the next dream, but I'm willing to die to this today. So humility, again, is the ability to receive what you don't deserve, okay, daily from the Lord. That's it. Eh? So, do I go daily and do I compare myself with him? Because in 2 Corinthians, it says, hey, it's foolish to compare yourselves with yourselves. Doesn't it say that? (laughs) Sorry, I just can't remember the reference. I know it's 2 Corinthians, but I don't know. Sorry. But it says, do not compare yourself with... He says, that is unwise. He uses that word. So, if you want to compare, he says, compare with me. Because I'm your source, isn't it? So, in First um, Peter it says, humble yourself under the mighty hand of God. Not just anything. Yeah. Hey? And I like it in the Greek, it's not this way, the hand. It's actually that way. Nice. So, so humble yeah, humble yeah. yourself and take from me. You know, take. Take righteousness. Take increase. See, if I don't die to where I've arrived, I cannot increase myself. Mm-hmm. I can't. That's true. You know? Because I'm holding on to something, unfortunately, that's already bounding me. Yeah. And that's my success, eh? My success, like you, you said before, your, your, your strength is actually your weakness. Yeah. Yeah. You know? And that's what it's all about here. Mm. Today, I need to let go. 100%. And I mean, it's, it's so beautiful. We, we see that in the life of Jesus, you know. Um, and and you, you made a statement on Wednesday where, uh, as I, I'm just referencing it, but you said uh, that 
It was his humility that gave his death significance. Right? Because it, 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 was, it was his submission to God that he finished his mission. You, you guys understand what I'm saying? But if we look at his life and we compare it to uh, um, the, the guys in the Old Testament, right? Because God had to like kind of contend with these guys along the way. You know, with all of them, there was like these moments where he had to remind them. Hello? <laughs> you know? Do you know who I am? You know? And, and it's like you're saying is that humility is, is coming to God and taking what you don't deserve. Coming to God and accepting what he's given, you know? Because, like, take Moses, for example, right? They saw a burning bush. He's like, Flip, this is cool. What is going on here? Moses, you are on holy ground. You know, the whole thing goes down. So God's like, okay, go back. Tell him. Go back. Tell Pharaoh that uh, he's going to let my people go. Okay, but who sent me? Tell him I am sent you. Great. But I can't go back. I'm, I'm a stutterer. You know, I, I, I can't go back. Now, do you think that's humble? No, it's not. Why? Because Moses had confidence in his speech. Go back to Abraham. I'm going to give you a son. Oh, Lord, please, man. I'm so far beyond my years. What are you talking about? You know, you can't give me a son. Even his wife. His wife is like, ha, ha, that's funny. Right? Viagra is not going to be found for another 20,000 years. 6,000 years. <laughs> Which, yeah, okay. <laughs> but again, was that humble? It seems humble to think of yourself as nothing, right? To, to, to see yourself uh, uh, incapable, to see yourself poor and all this stuff. But it wasn't humble because God had to tell him, I said I'm going to do this. Why are you doubting? But we look at the life of Jesus. He never once said, Father, I can't do that. Father, I'm not able to do that. He said, as I see him do, I do. As I hear him speak, I say, right? Even to the point in the garden, he didn't say to God, I can't do this. He didn't say, I, I can't complete this, right? When he was under pressure there. What did he say instead? He was talking more from the point of view, I would prefer not to. I'm willing. I, like, like, you want me to go there? I'm going. But I would prefer not to. Right? Can you see how humble Jesus was? He's the definition. That even to death, right? Even to death, he still said, your will, not mine. Now, here's the thing. This morning, every single one of us have I can't somewhere in our hearts. Every single one of us has not for me somewhere in our hearts. I wish somewhere in our hearts. And you know what all of that has been created by? It's been created by I can. I have. I will. All of those things created your limitations. Because you say, I can't do that because I only have this. And that's pride. Yeah, that's complete pride. Because can you see in that equation, there is no receiving from God. How many of you, right, now or at some point in your life, you wish you could go somewhere or do something? Oh, I wish I could go there. But I can't because this is it. Like Karin was sharing this morning, is like, this now is... The, the, the starting place of how you connect to your source. Are you guys with me? This is the starting place, how you connect to your source. 
So where that limitation is, everything, well, whatever you want to do, in humility, you need to say, Lord, this would be great. Would you lead me in this? What do you have for me in this area, Lord? Are you guys with me? Now, it's a bit of a different way to understand humility because they say, stop thinking of yourself so much. But true humility is think of yourself the same way God thinks of you. That's true humility. Because the truth is, your own thoughts of yourself are less than what he's thinking of. Now, albeit it might be less, so just put your hand there, Tazo. Okay, so this is what God thinks of us, right? Now, our thoughts are lower than what he thinks of us, okay? But do you know that this is our ceiling? Now, we don't even have to get very complicated. Thank you. We don't have to get very complicated about it because you, you just use the basic example like worship. We don't even have to go talk about finances, nothing. Let's talk about the Sunday, when we, basic mechanic when we come in here, right? What happens? We start, band gets up, ground starts playing, that thing, Jared goes, you know? I go, then Pastor Didi's like, hey, good morning, everyone, right? In that moment, you have a choice to choose humility. But what do people do? We're here to worship God. What do they do? Oh, I could worship if this was sorted out. If I could get this off my mind. If only my heart could hear. No, no, no. All these things that have just limited what you were going to experience in worship right there, right now. When if we truly humbled ourselves and said, God, you are true. Your word is true. My heart is open and I'm here for you. Don't go make it complicated about all that stuff. Let's just, let's just get down to the basic thing of connecting with God. Because it's the unseen, it's, the, it's this unseen poison that actually causes us frustration in connecting with God. Because we're not accepting what the, the way he says we must connect. We're not accepting what he's given us to connect. We're saying, I'd be able to connect if this was sorted out. Or if I was a certain way, then I'll connect. So I'm, I'm still working on and all this stuff. That's not faith. Yeah, and you see, yeah, that's, that's beautiful what you brought out there because, um, man, I'm going to get into a concept now. I hope it's not going to uh, create a bit, of a, <laughs> a bit of a mess. But anyway, um, humility is to stay in the present. Humility is not to go to the past and not to go to the future. Because humility looks at God who always is in the now. And then you decide, and, and this is the whole thing here, you decide whether you're going to submit, because humility has obviously the the element of submission isn't it giving yourself over whether you're going to submit to let that need be met immediately in you or you're going to decide to go to some past experience to pacify your present need or to go to some future yeah, hope or, or fantasy, actually, to see if you can 
sort of um, create, uh, uh, um, you know, sort of a, a, a better, um, because the future always creates something better that you've never experienced in the past. You can add things. You know what I'm trying to say to when you go to the future. So God says, okay, listen, you have decided to accept that all your needs and all your desires are met in, in him, in Jesus, because I've given everything over to him. Okay, you are in him right now. So when the need rises up, whatever the need may be, doesn't matter what the need is, are you going to go to my name immediately and then a promise that's connected to the name, and then are you going to go to the finished work of Jesus, that whatever that need or whatever the temptation is, he has already, is victorious over it, okay? And you're going to connect to the blessing that he has bought, my names and that, and are you going to connect it to your identity, which is all right now? And that, that I've given you, is going to meet your need. Because that's the only thing I've got right now to be able for you to connect for that need to be met. Now, once you make those connections that I've just told you, he says, I've even got the Holy Spirit living in you now to help you in these connections that you have made. So at any moment, and this, this is the key, are you willing to be humble to connect to the now that I am for you? Yeah. I'm your shepherd. I'm now, not, not tomorrow. Yeah. Hey? I've already given you. The pastures are already there. I'm not going to create new pastures for you. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> you know? I'm not going to come and create something new. No, no. It's already there. It's already in you. See, and, and this is it. This is it. Because it's just you and the Lord here. This is where your connection is supposed to be. Am I willing to submit to experience what I've got now? That's it. Forget about later someone doing something for you. Forget that. There. To, to meet it. We, the minute you're going to make that decision... It's going to flood into your emotions. You will feel it, and it will flood into your physical body. Nobody has to come here and, and, and pray for you to get a healing. You've got your healing. It's either you're going to decide, is this going to be in the now? Am I going to submit to the now or not? If I'm not going to submit to the now, then I will put it ahead into a future. And that's not going to work for you. That's why people, I was actually meditating, uh, this, I can't remember if it was this morning or yesterday, it doesn't matter. In, in Deuteronomy, uh, Moses chapter 30, and Paul, Romans chapter 10, they both say the same thing. He says, please guys, don't make this difficult for yourself. Please. He, th th this is the way he says it. Please do not make this difficult for yourself. Life and death is in front of you right now. Blessings and curses is in front of you. Please don't try and become delusional, Paul says. 
And at that moment, because you don't want to connect the way I'm telling you, and you're going to say, Lord, could you please ascend and go bring the promise again, please? Or could you please descend and, and, and take, take this thing away from me, this pain? Could you please go send him to go down and redo it again? Just don't do that. Because why? You're complicating things for yourselves. Notice what he says. It's near you. Put it in your heart till it comes out of your mouth. That's all he's saying. That's humility. It's the ability to receive the process I don't reserve, the blessing I don't deserve, the, I don't know, the problem, anything that you want. I don't deserve it. But he's giving it to me. Am I willing to submit to that? So for me, when I hear about, and this is for me, and I brought it down to myself, and that's how I use it for myself, you know, to be able to resolve issues in my own heart or circumstances, is Tasso, are you willing to enter into your heart and connect to the promise that you have right now? If I say no, then I know I'm putting myself to a delusional situation. Okay, not God. I'm just not willing to do it now. And I understand, whatever I'm going to face, I know. That's me. Yeah. It's, I'm reaping here. That's good. Yeah. So I'm not going to start blaming God and Satan and the world and Eskim and whatever. No, no, no. What am I, am I going to, am I going to take this decision here? 100%. You see. And one of the biggest thing that we fail to submit is in the process of things. Yes. Because I always, you know, I've got this promise you've given me, you know, but I'd like it to have it in Durban. I'd like it to have it, you know, yeah. <laughs> no, 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 no. See, because we bring, we don't submit to him to lead us. We bring all the other stuff, how to get us there. And I tell you, I don't know about you guys, that has been one of the most difficult thing for me personally. That I had to fight. Yeah, it's. I mean, you, what you're saying is is Proverbs 16 verse 3. Cast your cares immediately. Don't play with them. Don't hold on to the stuff. You know what I'm saying? Do it in the now. He is the great I am. The great I am. So, I mean, that was so beautiful, guys. If you hold on to the stuff, if you if you don't go and connect with with him in that moment, the more you hold on, the enemy will torment. See, because the enemy never wants you in that present moment. In this space and time right now is your most powerful time. It's your most powerful time as a being. Why? Because you can't be in yesterday. And you can't be in tomorrow. You can't make decisions in yesterday, can you? Can you go back to yesterday and change your decisions? No. Can you go into tomorrow and make the decisions? No. So if you can be present right here, right now, you are able to connect and make a decision now in your heart. Amen? You don't have control of other space and time. This is it. That's why the Bible says now faith is. It's now. We enter into faith right now and we do it. If we don't, the more we hang on to it, the enemy is going to push you into tomorrow. Worries, fears, how, when, What's it going to look like? You know what I'm saying? It, or he's going to push you back into yesterday. Yeah. 
He never wants you in the now time because that's the time that you can make a difference in your own life or in someone else's life. Yeah. Yeah. Awesome. Turn to the person next to you and say, no, man, as a belief, no. Now is the time of salvation, it says, isn't it? That's right. Exactly. In now is the time. That's 2 Corinthians 6.2. I did remember <laughs> that one. <laughs> so what's the best thing we can do, guys? Surrender to the righteousness inside of you. Amen? Go make those connections like Tasha saying, quickly. But there was something that was so powerful. Let's say you're under immense stress, like Tasha was saying, and you sit down and you actually decide to enter in now. And immediately what happens is, as you let go and the exchange takes place, it comes into your emotions. Do you know what happens the moment that comes into your emotions, guys? If it's a business thing, immediately vision for your business comes back. Within split seconds, that whole encouragement, that whole uh, that sense of life, it can happen, it can be done. Two minutes ago, yesterday, it was, oh, it's over, oh, it's finished, oh, it's never going to happen, there's no way out. The moment you make that connection, all the wisdom, the knowledge, the vision, everything comes back into your heart. It's amazing. It's amazing. Man, God is good. God is good. Amen? Can we just be humble? It's hard. Oh, Lord, it's hard to be humble. I'm trying the best that I can. <laughs> do it like the Irish do me. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my gosh. That's Adley's favorite song. He sings that song with his shirt all the time. Yeah. He's a country singer now. Oh, Lord, it's Adley. Oh, Lord, it's hard to be humble. Yeah. Because he's so good looking, you know. So it's hard to be humble. He's going purple. <laughs> he's not going red, he's going purple? Yeah, Indians don't go red. <laughs> okay. Okay. And what's the other one? Please release me, let me go. No, I've been training that one for oh, that song. Yeah. I'm doing it at home all the time. My wife even says, well, go there. I released you long ago, man. <laughs> okay, no, I don't mean that. <laughs> It's like, no, sorry, babe, I wasn't singing about you. <laughs> What's the guy's name? Humdinger. No. Hey, that's the one. What? Jess is a big fan. That's the one. Yeah, yeah. No, he is. She's with a name like that. You better be good. Yeah. <laughs> you got nothing else? Yes, that's star, star quality right there. Engelbert Humperdinck. Humperdinck. My gosh. Sure. Awesome. <laughs> so remember what Bash said, just get into the presence of God and you're going to be humble. Amen? Awesome. Have an amazing week. And let's listen to our brother, what he said this morning, Pitt. Go out there, speak to the people at work, guys. Come on, you've you got to play your part, you know? You can't sit here, get fat in the Word, get, you know, get everything you need from God and not go and put, give it out. It's just, it's, that's not right. I'm not saying you do, I'm not saying you don't, but I'm just saying if anyone did that, it would be, it's, it's, it's twisted. It's a twisted thing. Amen? Amen. 
Awesome. God is good. Let's give him a big round of applause. Come on. We love you, Jesus. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Lord. Have a samosa Sunday, because there are samosa lekker out there. <laughs> samosa lekker. <laughs>